Well, it's kind of exciting getting to go overseas and getting to be in different cultures, but sometimes when you are in another culture, and particularly one where you don't speak the language, it can lead to some uncomfortable situations. Uh, When my sister was getting married in Guatemala, I went over to Guatemala for the wedding. Uh, Me and my family flew over there, and on the day I arrived, After traveling for about 36 hours, my family met with her new family, her in-laws, and we had this special, you know, sit-down dinner and tea and coffee and dessert, and uh, I was really tired, so by the end of it, I decided, like, I just need to go to bed, and so I had to say goodnight to all of my sister's in-laws, and I was like, well, look, I need to remember my Spanish And so I've been working on my Spanish and the the phrase that I knew, the one that I was like, I need to say uh, this because it's the end of the night, I need to say good night, which is um, uh, buenas noches. So I was like, buenas noches, buenas noches, I've got to say that. So I got ready to say that and I went around the group saying buenas noches, buenas noches, buenas noches. But then I found out I wasn't saying that. Instead of saying that, I was saying buenas noches, which uh, I thought was the same thing. But buenas noches actually means instead of good night, it means good behind. So I went around uh, shaking hands and kissing people on the cheek saying good bottom, good bottom, good bottom, good bottom. And then I went to bed, and they were either very offended or very complimented uh, by their new relative. Uh, But these are some of the things that can happen when you get the language wrong. Sometimes when you are in uh, another culture, uh, worse thinkers have. It can be even more uncomfortable. It can be really lonely to be in another culture where you don't speak the language. I went by myself to the UK once, and I know that they speak English in the UK, but I was there by myself, and I found that lonely enough as it was. I didn't want to go around to the museums by myself in case they were like, oh, look at that guy at the museum by himself with no friends. I was like, I'll just stay in my hotel room because I don't want to be the lonely guy overseas. So if you're away and you don't speak the language, the loneliness becomes so much worse. You're listening out for people who are saying the things that you understand. If I hear Australians speaking when they're overseas, then I'm going to pay attention. I don't care what they're talking about. I'm going to listen to it because there's something that I understand, something familiar to me. So even if like, oh, mate, the weather here's giving me the worst rash, I'd be like, oh, yeah, tell me more about that rash. I want to know. I want to hear you speak more Australian. Like That's what it means. Now, in this story uh, here in Acts, we have all these people who have gathered together in the city of Jerusalem. And they've come together for a religious festival. People from countries all over the place. It's like a Coachella or a um, stereosonic for holy people. They're all there in the city ready for this moment. And they're all there to worship God. And at the same time... Jesus' disciples are there, and Jesus has died and risen again and gone into heaven. He told them to wait because God was going to do something big. So while they're waiting, it says in the passage that we heard read to us, that uh, they're praying and they hear a noise like a great wind. And then it says that what looks like tongues of fire, little flames come and rest above their heads. And this is a sign we find out that God has come to be with them, and it means that no longer is God just out there, but God now lives in each person who trusts in Him. And as a sign of that, these people, 
uh, start to go out, the disciples of Jesus, they go out and they start preaching and speaking in other languages, in languages that they haven't learned before, languages that they've never known. It would be like for you guys, if you don't know other languages, uh, if you suddenly found that you stood up and were able to start speaking Italian, or if someone else was able to stand up and start speaking um, Chinese if they didn't know it, or, or if um, Reverend Nixon got up and start speaking fluent emoji, like that's what it would be like, speaking all these different languages that you haven't learned. And they, as they start speaking, all these people from all over the world, they start hearing their language. And so they're going to pay attention because they're in this city where they don't speak the language. They hear people speaking and they start speaking this story about a man in the city who has died recently. And so they're paying attention. And then people are like, look at these guys. They're all out there preaching. They must be drunk. And so Peter, one of Jesus' apostles, he stands up and goes, we're not drunk. It's nine in the morning. It's way too early for us to be drunk. No, we want to tell you about something amazing that God is doing. And so then he stands up, and this is a bit that we didn't get read to us, so I'm going to read to you a little bit. He starts to talk about something that God said a long time ago in the Bible. He says this, this is what God is doing. He said, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And what Peter is saying there is saying that God has given himself to the world and God is for everyone. When God speaks your language, it is God saying he's not waiting for you to come and learn his language. He wants to speak to you. When God has given the Holy Spirit, God's presence here on earth, to men and to women, to rich and to poor, to young and to old, is saying God is for everyone. God wants to be friends with everyone. He wants everyone who will trust in Him, on His team, in His family. Now, what Peter then goes on to say makes things a little bit awkward. Uh, Peter then goes on to say that Jesus Christ, who God sent to earth, got killed. In fact, he says, you guys, you people in Jerusalem, you guys chose to kill him. And I can imagine that things got a little bit uncomfortable there. Got a little bit uncomfortable because they're like, he's accusing us of killing this guy. And maybe they were wondering, well, perhaps he's about to tell us that God now wants to destroy us. God wants to punish us. That God is saving up a great earthquake or is going to open up the earth and swallow us. But instead, Peter says, no, God isn't here to punish you. If you say sorry, God will forgive you. Because God is for all people. That this good news is for everyone. And the great news for you and for me is that sometimes we might feel like, well, maybe God is for everyone, but he's for everyone who is good, everyone who's well-behaved, everyone who you know, goes to church and reads the Bible, all the right people, they're the people that God is for. But what this is saying is, no, God is for everyone. And you may be sitting there saying, well, God doesn't like me. He's probably storing up you know, some bad things for me. Every bad thing that's happened, that's God just punishing me because I'm a bad person. But what this tells us is that God is for everyone. Young, old, man, woman, rich, poor, whoever you are, God is for you. And if you come to him, he's not going to punish you. He's going to forgive you. 
Because what Jesus was all about was being, living here on earth with us, dying for us and rising again so that we might know him. The great news of this story is that God loves us as we are. And the great thing that we can take from this is that if, if we are important to God, whoever we are, then we can treat other people as being important, whoever they are. No matter who someone is, you can honour them and be kind to them because they are valuable in and of themselves. You are valuable to God in and of yourself and other people can be valuable to you. The good news of God is that He is for everyone. Will you trust in Him? How about I pray for us? Lord God, we thank you that you are for us. That you want us in your family. You want us in your team. That we can be friends with you. And you aren't waiting for us to get everything right. That you want us to be with you no matter who we are. No matter what we're like. No matter what we have done. I pray that we will be able to turn to you and seek your friendship. Amen.